Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's go on to our player ratings and we'll start off with Vicario. Sim gives him an eight. I gave the seven. Really important save in the first half to deny Danny Welbeck. Really outstretched save. Uh, there are a couple of moments playing out the back, which was a bit dodgy from Vicario, but I think everything that he had to do in terms of goalkeeping, I think he did really well. Yeah, he made a really good save from Matoma as well um, in the first half. I think the first half, he obviously made two really good saves. I don't think um, Brian had a shot on target in the second half, so he didn't have too much to do. I thought the corners, it, uh, Vinge, I was, I was watching from the corners and it was interesting that uh, we did decide decide to act and Madison was kind of protecting Vicario yeah. a bit. He was blocking off Welbeck, making sure he wasn't um, um, kind of impeding him. So um, I thought he played well. I thought those two key saves in the first half really kept in it, stopped him from being two and three. So those were big moments. And then second half, he didn't have too much to do. So um, don't think he did had could obviously save the penalty. But I agree with you. His passing out the back wasn't great. There's a couple of occasions he had to, you know, played out of play and wasn't the best. But I think the big saves were big moments. So I gave him an eight. Um, in terms of Pedro Porro, we give him a six uh, all round for him. I thought he um, struggled massively with Matoma yesterday. There's not any fullback would, to be honest. That's just the quality of Matoma. But um, a lot of chances were coming through him down his side. The one late on with Anzu Fati as well came from Matoma, um, getting the better out of Pedro Porro. And I felt like Pedro as well, like him impacting games, getting in the middle of the park, dictating um, our chances and being a chance creation machine. It's just kind of diminished in his game for the last few weeks yeah he wasn't really involved uh he was kind of pinned back a lot by Matoma in a weird way I thought he there were some occasions he dealt really well with Matoma and was really aggressive but then when Matoma was able to find a bit of space like to go either side then he started to struggle and Matoma had the beating move on a few occasions obviously got in on goal to nearly score he set up that chance for Ansu Fati late on in the game as well that yeah. was down Poro's side so he there were times he struggled I wouldn't say it was like a he was like one of those games where you got completely roasted like in a game because I did think there were also occasions where Pyro was also getting the better of Matoma but he definitely had his struggles um, but defensively he was decent. Going forward, didn't have too much of an impact as usual so gave him a six. 
Uh, Kuti Romero up next, eighth all round for Kuti. I thought it was a really good display uh, from our captain on the day until Sonny came on. Um, specifically in the second half, he really grew into the game. He was getting high up the pitch on the halfway line, winning the ball back time and time again, setting us on attacks, um, getting really high up the pitch as well. Really aggressive Kuti Romero that we love to see. So um, it was a really good display from Kuti. Yeah, I think I gave him my man of the match. I thought he was brilliant. Um, I thought in the second half, he really stepped up and he was a big reason why we, we took control of that second half he was so aggressive he wasn't giving Brighton an inch and he's so brave with his passing I love how um, he always looks for a full pass into a good position and more often than not he finds it I thought he was sweeping some lovely passes out to Werner as well when he was on um, I thought defensively brilliant uh, I thought he was uh, part, partner of Van der Ven I thought they, they did really well together especially in the second half first half he was good, pretty good. Probably one of our better players, but maybe it wasn't as good as he was in the second half. And I think he was a big reason we stepped up. So really great from uh, Kuti. Mickey van der Ven up next. Sevens all round for Mickey. Uh, came under a bit of pressure early doors. Lost that ball in the middle of the park, which uh, set Brighton on the attack. Gave away the penalty as well. Whether you argue it's a penalty or not, um, he did give the referee a decision to make. And obviously um, it went and the penalty and we go 1-0 down. But I felt like after that, he did grow into the game, especially when he was in a foot race with anyone. <laughs> he just he just wins it hands down. The speed that this guy has and the amount of times it gets him out of trouble is just just unbelievable. So I thought after those early moments of dodgy period in the first 20 minutes, I thought he grew into the game and, and played pretty well. Yeah, I, th I agree with you. Um, I thought he did have a bit of struggle. Obviously, he does those classic, um, iconic, I think we should call them now, uh, Van der Ven recovery tackles where he's just coming uh, sliding, uh, coming running over and you know he's going to get to the ball first wherever the player is, the opposition player. But he did get caught on the ball for for one chance. He did give away the penalty, which I didn't think was a penalty. I've watched it back. I think it was a soft penalty. I think he's unlucky in that situation, but he did give it away, um, which he didn't win the ball. And also, I feel like the different the difference between Van der Ven and Romero on the ball is I feel like Romero, when he's on the ball, he just commands a bit of authority. He he wants to play forward. He wants to be positive. And Van der Ven always plays it just a bit safe. Um, or uh, sometimes he can slow the moves down a bit when he's on the ball. He has his tendency. I don't know why he does it because he's so big and strong you know you expect van der ven to be able to just stride forward and like and like um uh kind of carry the ball forward very effortlessly because of his physical traits but he has this tendency to when he gets the ball just stand on it and just like um expect players around him to move for him rather than him engineering an angle to pass and that's a bit frustrating because sometimes that can slow it down and if it, it, it may look maybe it's instructions because sometimes romero does it as well but I feel like Van der Ven, I would like to see him stride with the ball and carry the ball a bit more with his physical traits. That's something to improve on. Um, but overall, pretty good performance. Yeah, as well, something I noticed with Van der Ven is passing out the back wasn't exactly um, his strongest point on the weekend, which sometimes, you know, he plays lovely passes uh, between the lines and it just wasn't happening for him yesterday. So in terms of... Um, the last couple of weeks probably his poorest display but it wasn't poor by any stretch of the mm. imagination but let's move on to destiny udogi sevens all round for destiny and i thought he played fairly well to be honest i thought defensively did his job didn't really uh, impact things going forward like he usually does but i think where he earned his money yesterday was definitely his defensive display yeah he had that sign on lockdown lampsy was getting a bit of joy at times but that wasn't i think due to him i think he was um doing some really good stuff he was earning free kicks he was winning the ball back they couldn't really go down that side i think a lot of their i mean they did a couple of occasions obviously right at the beginning of the game where Welbeck gets in but that was more van der ven giving the ball away um 
he didn't impact similar to Poro. Maybe it was due to Brighton just penning us back a bit. He didn't really have, um, wasn't able to impact the game offensively. But I thought defensively he was top notch and a bit better than Poro at the back. So that's why I just gave him one more rating higher. Rodrigo Bentancourt up next. Fives all round from us. Another poor display, unfortunately, from Rodrigo Bentancourt. Lost the ball um, on the edge of the box, which did ultimately lead to the penalty. And I just felt like he kept getting caught on the ball, Bentancourt, in that first half. And maybe it's just he's not fully fit yet. I don't know what it is, but it's just not the same Bentancourt as before the injury. Um, there was a quote from Ali Gold today saying they didn't expect Bentancourt to be back fully fit to see the best of him till next season, which might explain it. But I did feel in the second half that he was growing into the game, but they took him off. So maybe we would have seen a much better Bentancourt if he stayed on the pitch because I did feel like he was growing into the game. But because he got taken off at that point, you have to say it was a bad performance. Yeah, and but I would say if if um, he was taken off at half time, he would have got a lower rating than that. And I think he jumped up and maybe even a couple of ratings mm. because he really improved in the second half and started to impact the game a bit. But he, he definitely looks off the pace. He's just a bit off it at the moment. You can see at the moment he um, gave the ball away. If you watch it back, he has a split second where he can very quickly pass the ball into Kulisevsky and get us forward. He takes that one extra touch, which usually he wouldn't do. He's yeah. very, very usual. Um, um, very good at decision making when to release the ball when to hang on to it and maybe he's just not in his rhythm yet but there's a, there's a number of factors first we'll come back from the MCL which he had which took him um, nearly a year <coughs> Uh, he came back from that actually quicker than expected and he looked dynamite but then on the game he comes back and gets injured so he's come back from a second now quite bad injury with his ankle and then he come not only is he coming back from a second injury he came back from that about a month early which maybe i don't know i wouldn't, I wouldn't say i wouldn't say it was a mistake because we needed him at the time but clearly he's not um kind of in his rhythm right now he's definitely not his best um he's not his sharpest and maybe he just needs a break at the moment being on the bench for a bit maybe when he can come on against people who are tiring he can impact the game a bit better and maybe gets a bit more time on the ball than starting games against teams full of energy pressing him that kind of stuff so i don't think there's anything to worry about long term right now though he is struggling a bit it's no secret and he's definitely not his best but there's still glimpses even when his game is not his best of what he can do and we all know what he can do i mean people have obviously comments some comments or maybe we'll just sell him people like that it's like come on man so Honestly, reactionary man a few bad performances and you want him gone already it's like as if this is going to continue forever yes coming over the little circumstances it might be true but we might not see him at his very very best till next season but i'm sure even this season we can get him back to a better level than but he's that's at what now you have options for you know he's had such a bad injury in two of them um consecutively you know what i mean like that's going to take his toll on anyone not just rodrigo bentancor but what we got going for us now is Basuma's coming back and he looked really good when he came on yesterday so for me Basuma has to start the next game and maybe Bentancourt use him as an impact sub and get minutes in his legs that way yeah um, I think, I think the that's plan. the way to go. I think that will be the plan. Uh, but let's go on to Pap Mate Saar. Eights all round for Pape. And it's so good to have him back in the Tottenham side. I thought he was our best player in the first half. Um, the way he was just... I mean, what's that quote that they used to use for Kante? Because that is so relevant for Pape Mate Saar. Like 80% of the world or something is is uh, is covered by water and the rest by uh, Pape Mate Saar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
that's exactly what we saw yesterday. If you saw the heat map of his uh, performance yesterday, he was everywhere and he took it up another notch in that second half, obviously got that goal, um, ricocheted off the post and then found that really nice angle to put in the back of the net. Uh, he was just everywhere in that second half and um, putting out fires all over the pitch, starting attacks, stopping Brighton attacks. I mean, the guy is a sensation for the age that he is at, showing the maturity that he shows. I mean, I love this guy so much. Yeah, I thought he was great. Um, I thought he, the way he started that second half, it was like he was, he had a bit of authority about him. It was like he wanted to drag the team forward and those those runs into dangerous spaces is so hard to stop when you've got the energy and the pace of Pat Matesar, which he obviously showed for, for the goal he scored. And I thought he was, uh, obviously, he was excellent. He did definitely tire around the 70th minute or um, not 70, like 75th, 80th minute, which yeah. is why um, uh, uh, Ange decided to take him off. He was assigned to misplace some passes and things like that. And also he was on a booking and he had already made a foul. So uh, didn't want to maybe risk him he was getting sent taken off. off yeah. So he was rightfully taken off. But I thought for the time he was on the pitch, he was absolutely fantastic. Dragged us back into the game with the goal and really underrated goal as well. Great run. His pass would have found Richarlison if it wasn't for the toe of Lewis Dunk. And then a really good finish on his weaker foot from a really tight angle with a really quick reaction time. So really great from Sarah. And um, it's so great having him back in the team. James Madison up next sevens all round for Madison um, another good display from him coming back from injury I thought if anything was going to happen in the first half it was all coming through him lovely ball to play Richarlison in unfortunately Richarlison uh, missed that opportunity to go one-on-one with the keeper but I felt like as well towards in the second half he uh, started to show his influence in the game even more and he just looks really dangerous anytime he's on the ball you expect something to happen with the quality that he does have and things were happening I just felt he was sometimes let down with a few players around him yeah and I thought he was buzzing around he was actually being a real problem for Brighton even in the game even, even in the parts of the game we were struggling he was the only one kind of stepping up providing a bit of quality great um, nearly assist for Charleston when he was strong goal brilliant through ball outside of the boot absolutely amazing um, then obviously had a shot from the edge of the box with whisk just uh, just an inch wide of the post which would have been a great effort um, he then um, I did feel like in that second half he was good, really good, up until the 70th minute. Um, what was sorry, up until like Brighton started taking control, and when when Brighton started taking control, obviously he got booked for a foul, and then he was kind of running around, and maybe he looked like he could put in a bad challenge, and he was starting to tire a bit. And Ange did have him ready to get taken off, and he was very much tiring. He was going to get taken off for Ollie Skip, but. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
before he got taken off, a doggy kind of got a bit of cramp, so he took a doggy off instead. And that was actually a blessing in disguise because yeah. Madison for the for the last uh, for the winner right at the end, brilliant piece of play to find Richarlison in space, great on the transition, really good build up play, and he was fully central to that. So thank God he did stay on because I don't know if we got the, we would have scored the winner if he didn't. The guy has just so much quality, and I feel like he's not fully fit yet. And I think like game on game, I think he's slowly slowly getting better and better. I think this was a better display than what we saw at Goodison Park last week. So um, it's all good signs from James Madison and a brilliant bit of quality at the end to uh, start the move off for that goal. So brilliant stuff from James Madison. I'm expecting even better before because I was we were walking to the stadium, didn't you? And I said to you, oh, it's going to be a James Madison masterclass yeah. today. It wasn't quite the James Madison masterclass I was expecting, but a good performance nonetheless. Uh, but let's go on to Decky. Sim gives him a seven. I gave him a six. I was a bit disappointed with him in the first half. Didn't really stamp his authority on the game which we know he can which kind of like followed on his bad form to be honest but second half a new decky came out for that second half and i felt like he had the beating of esther pinyan he forced uh, a lovely pass wasn't it for pat matasar's goal um through the lines and i felt like he was growing and growing in that second half and it was unfortunate to get taken off. I thought it was a bit of a strange move for Mange, but um, we did reap the benefits in the end because then Brendan Johnson did get on the score sheet right at the end of the game. But um, look, I thought it was a good second half display from Kulu, but a disappointing first half display. Yeah, but even in that first half, he didn't nearly score. Richarlison plays him in and uh, forced a good save out of um, the goalkeeper, mm. Steele. So even in that half, there was a, there was even a few moments where he showed a bit of quality. But you're right, he was influencing the game as, nearly as much as he was in the first 15 minutes of the second half, where he seemed a lot more confident. He was getting to the final third a lot more. And obviously that pass, brilliant. I mean, very underrated. So a great way of pass into Sarah's path to take it in his stride. And obviously we got the goal from it and I, I just think actually if, if, if I'm pointing at one mistake Ange made in this game it probably was taking Kulu off too early I think he um, kind of rushed that decision he could have let him stay on for a bit longer even if it meant he came off you know maybe with 10 minutes to go rather than that period and then Johnson comes on we still could have had that moment where we scored the, the winner even then I think we lost a bit of guile we lost a bit of um, qual technical ability in terms of hanging on to the ball passing him moving building um, sustaining pressure without him on the pitch when we had Johnson on it just kept. It felt like we just kept losing the ball and it kept coming back way too much. So that was a bit of a mistake. I don't know if he would think that after the game. But I did think in general, Kulu played quite well and um, was unlucky not to be on the end of an assist, but um, was unlucky to be taken off when he was. Mm. Timo Werner up next. Seven from Sims. I actually gave him a six. So oh, was six is all round for Timo Werner then. Um, scrap that seven. But um, look, Timo, I thought I thought in the first half, um, he, he, looked, he was looking dangerous on that left-hand side. You know, he was getting to the byline. He was beating his man, some good dribbling ability. But it was every time he got past that man and got into those moments, it was all always really poor distribution really poor, poor uh, balls into the box uh, there was that moment that Richarlison goes through on goal and it comes to, to Timo Werner from the save from the goalkeeper another drab shot and it's like he was doing the hard things really well and then when he got into those moments, you just were just left so frustrated every time. And I think he got rightfully taken off Timo Werner and he needs to learn how to have better end products. I felt like if he could have brushed up those kind of moments and showed quality in his crossing and shooting ability, we could have won this game earlier than we did. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how he performs as like an impact sub, impact sub potentially going forward when maybe he's playing more against tired legs rather than, um, you know, fresh defenders. So I think that will probably be his role going forward. We'll be now 
now back in the team and Charleston in great form. I don't know how many, I don't know if he'll ever play on the right. Uh, I think in this game specifically, I don't think he had a particularly bad game. He was looking dangerous, but that is always how it's been with Werner. He looks dangerous. He looks like he's going to do something, but then when it gets to it, he just lacks that um, bit of composure, that bit of quality to pick pick someone out or finish a chance. I think he had one shot in the game in the second half. And actually you watch it, he did really well to engineer the shot. I think he dribbled past like in right, he went right into the center of the pitch, dribbled past like two, three Brighton players, gets to the edge of the box, and then his shot was tame and weak and end up going wide. And that's probably Werner in a nutshell so far. I think like his impact since coming into the team, it's been positive, it's been good, but Obviously, I think it's pretty much the Werner we all expected. I don't like everyone kind of was hoping can he maybe perform better than what we saw before and stuff like that. But I think we're seeing what Werner is here, gassing him up. No, I think we were happy with it. But I think this is pretty much like what we expect from Werner, like a player who's going to provide a few assists and maybe get a few goals. But a lot of the time he's going to flatter to deceive. And that's probably what we expected. And at this rate, if he continues to perform like this, I don't know if it's going to be enough to justify a permanent deal. But he's still quite early on in his Spurs career because he, he can still definitely improve a lot. Um, I still think he's got a lot to give, but he definitely can be frustrating like he was yesterday. But yeah. again, even in those games like yesterday, he still looks dangerous and he's still a player that you have to kind of deal with as a, as a like, fine defence. But it all comes to nothing. That's that's the ultimate thing. Like he, It's all very well and good getting up the pitch and beating your man. But once you get into those moments, you have to provide the quality at least once. You know what I mean? He didn't do it once. And that's the frustrating thing about Timo Werner, unfortunately. But let's finish off on the, from the starting 11 with Richarlison. Sevens all round from Rishi. Another hard-working, dogged display from Richarlison where he just did not stop running, did not um, stop um, you know, giving those Brighton defenders a moment's rest. Provided some quality as well with his link-up play. But then again, I was also left a bit frustrated with some of his link-up play as well. Uh, he goes through on goal with a lovely ball from James Madison. Well, I just felt he picked the wrong option. He went for the shot kind of over opened up his body where the goalkeeper I thought it was just the wrong move for him where he should have just like kind of faked the shot and gone round the goalkeeper um but look I thought it was a hot and cold display but I think it was more good than bad from Richarlison but yeah it was just probably a shame for him not to get on the score sheet again yeah I was pretty happy with Richarlison again I thought his hold-up play was really good he set up two chances I think in the first half which maybe we could have done better with I thought a few times as well we played the ball into him and um, he was he was um, holding up right in the centre of the pitch was able to turn was able to start running on, on the uh, Brian back line and cause problems obviously heavily involved in the in the winner as well mm. good weight of pass into to Sonny, Sonny yeah. uh, you know it would have been very easy for him to screw that up and get the weight of pass wrong or the timing wrong but he got it all right and uh, we ended up getting the goal um, I thought yes there were a few occasions especially that moment in the first half where he runs the length of the pitch and he's got Madison to his left and he's got a bit of space to shoot and he ends up playing a really weak pass to Madison and the chance was gone um, that maybe he could have done better with and that one-on-one but I think in general another really good display from him and his overall game again um, showing its worth so um, I'm pre- I'm still pretty happy with Charleston I thought it was a positive display mm. Moving on to the substitutes we've got two players to rate there and Hyungmin Son up first eights all round from Sonny um he came on it seemed like with a bit of a point to prove after a, a drab kind of semi-final exit with South Korea it seemed like an angry Sonny which I remember saying to you in the stands and he came up geeing up everyone um looking very passionate on the pitch and the first moment he came on he got the ball 
beating a few men and darting down that left-hand side of the pitch. But unfortunately, at that moment in time, it kind of coincided with Brighton uh, kind of taking the ascendancy in the game. And then you kind of didn't see Sonny uh, for quite a while. But Sonny does what Sonny does. And he provided the moment of quality. Nice ball from Richarlison. And he puts in basically a ball that Timo Werner was trying to do for pretty much the whole game. And it provided us with that moment of quality. Brennan Johnson at the back post. And it goes and wins us the game. Yeah, I think Ange put it perfectly. A world-class player providing a clutch moment. Might have mm. to start calling him Mr. Clutch soon because that is exactly what, what he's all about, humans on in those moments, those quality. And I completely agree. Like when he first came on, you know, he was getting on the ball and he was looking energetic. He was like, okay, and that's what he's going to do. He's going to win us the game and then Brian just seemed to take control so he was a bit out of the game but he 100% he was much better than Werner when he did get on the ball he just showed a lot more quality a bit better decision making um, better uh, quicker decisions a bit more quality with his passing as well which sometimes Werner can frustrate with and obviously when it, when the big moment came it's not an easy pass there are two defenders there in the box which he, or three defenders which he has to get the perfect ball right into Johnson's path on his um, well so I say a weaker foot he doesn't really have a weaker foot but he played an inch perfect ball right into Johnson's path and yes Johnson scored the winner but the goal was pretty much all signed because all Johnson had to do at that point yes it was bobbling a bit but you just had to tap it into the empty net inside the six yard box because of the quality of him and Son so as much as Johnson scored the winner if Sonny was the match winner pretty much at the end yeah, of the day 100% Basuma up next, sevens all round from Bissen. It was so good to see him back on the pitch. So good to see him back in the Spurs shirt. And I felt like he came on with a bit of authority as well in that centre of the park. He was definitely a big presence in there. Um, a lot of interceptions, doing things um, that, you know, other midfielders weren't doing on the day. And I felt like, you know, with that performance, he has to be playing now because um, he didn't do anything spectacular, but what he did do was really effective. Yeah, it, did, it didn't seem, we didn't see that like uber-confident Basuma yet still that we saw like, the first 10 games where he was like getting on the ball, beating players, just charging through the pitch and opening up space and it was just so hard to deal with. But what he did do, he just gave us a bit more of a solid base. I thought defensively, he was actually cutting out some really good passing lanes. And then after, after looking at the stats, he um, made three interceptions mm. when he came on, which is more than any other player on the pitch throughout the whole 90s. So that goes to show one impact he made from that point of view. Um, I think he was just there to put fires out, just facilitate the Spurs uh, Spurs going forward. Obviously, it was a period, again, where we were under pressure, but I thought it was a really good cameo. And uh, hopefully, if he's 100% fit and can get start getting his form back, he's going to be really, really valuable um, from now to the end of the season season so yeah I probably would like to see him come back into the starting um, 11 next week obviously depending on what Ange thinks we know we're training and everything but uh, I thought it was a good cameo from him and a good return yeah I was saying to you on on the way out of the game you know need to get back to that OG midfield Bissouma, the OG Madison Pape Sarr yeah uh, I think that's what we're going to see in the next game and I think that gives us a lot of balance in that midfield as well especially with the way that Ben Tancor is playing at the moment but finally Brennan Johnson the match winner sevens all round for Brennan and it was actually a shocking display for Brennan Johnson when he came on to be honest I was uh, getting my lines ready to absolutely lay into him uh, in the post-match but he did uh, get in the back post how many times have we seen Brennan Johnson now a arrive late at that back post and just uh, head um, put it into the empty net. I think it's a really good trait of his that he keeps, um, you know, consistently making those runs. No one else is making those runs. So you've got to give him credit for that. But apart from that, I thought he was really poor, to be honest. Every time it came to him, it was bouncing off him. He couldn't make it stick. He couldn't control the ball. Uh, when he did, the passes were absolutely shocking. So I thought that moment of him arriving late at the back post was probably the only positive thing that he did do after coming on. 
but it won us the game. Well, there was a couple of occasions he, I think there was one occasion Son played him in on the right-hand side and he got a shot off, which was a pretty tame shot right at steel. Um, but that was a you know decent opening for him. Uh, he tried to take Estepinian on the same way Deki did, but I felt like he just wasn't able to impact it as much as Deki was um, down that right-hand side. And there was that one moment, you know, near the end of the game, he dribbles the ball off the pitch after a really good ball from Hoybier. And you're thinking, oh God, is it going to be, you know, is that going to sum up Johnson's cameo? Um, which, you know, wasn't the best. But as you say, he uses pace in such an effective way when you get to the back post. When you get a run on your defender like that, running, because defenders don't like running towards goal like attackers do. So it's so hard for a defender to stop a run like that at the back post when you're playing it across the face of goal. And the timing of the run, getting on the end of it, and as much as it looks like an easy finish, it was bobbling a bit coming towards him. So he just had to make sure it gets good contact, control it. Obviously, it's an empty net from like five yards. So it would have been one of the misses of the season if he does miss it. But it definitely looked, uh, didn't look as easy as maybe it was with the with the ball bobbling. But it could easily get got that wrong. So Mato to control the finish. And that look, those runs, I think Sterling used to say it, um, those runs to the back post can get you, you know, five between five and ten goals a season because it's just so hard to stop. You whip the ball across the face goal when you're as fast as Johnson then it's hard to stop. So yeah, um, gave him the seven in the end. And when he did score, he was like the coolest man in the stadium, yeah. wasn't he? He just uh, scored that goal and just walked off to the fans and started uh, uh, celebrating, doing that Jao Pedro celebration. And um, Maybe there's a bit, bit of a thing going on now in the Premier League, isn't there? With just a uh, bit of shithousery doing opposition uh, team celebrations. But I love to see it. Maybe it was a bit of relief from Brendan. Mm. Just like he just made sure he didn't want to miss that because yeah. what a big moment. But yeah, he did seem like one of the coolest guys in the stadium at that point because everyone was going crazy and he's just chill. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's finish off talking about Ange Postacoglu. We give him a sevens all round. I think it's hard to kind of talk uh, in a negative light about anything about his starting lineup because you're looking at Basuma just come back from malaria and also just coming back from the AFCON, Sonny as well, just coming back from a very taxing Asia Cup. So I'm not going to put that too much down on him why they didn't start, albeit they probably would have been better options if they were fully fit. But in terms of game management, it's a weird one for me to assess because I felt like when he did make those changes, we did have a massive drop-off because when he made those changes, I felt like we were on top. And then after the changes, Brighton really came and um, swung the momentum in the game. But those are the players that won us the game. I thought Bissouma was brilliant in the middle of the park and uh, Sonny obviously played that ball to Brendan Johnson at the back post, but all three of those players did come on off the bench that Ange made to impact the game. So it's a, it's a, it's a hard one to assess. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a weird one because if I'm looking at how Ange himself impacts the game, obviously, again, half-time, Madison said after the game, yeah. he gave him a bit of kick up the arse and clearly they came out a bit of a more intense team, more aggressive in that second half and dragged us back in the game. But then he did make those changes and as much as, yes, Son and Johnson linked up for the goal, which obviously you've got to give Ange credit for, in terms of how it impacted our overall performance, it wasn't that positively. I thought the one mistake, I think he probably got the subs right apart from the Johnson one. He, in a weird way, I know Johnson scored the winner. I do think Ange should have left Kulusevsky on. I think that would have been the better move at that time. Then bring Johnson a bit later if Kulusevsky doesn't create anything in the next 10 to 15 minutes because Kulu was starting to look really creative and really sharp. So that was a mistake, I would say. And I think that probably impacted our right-hand side negatively. But obviously, bringing Son on was positive. Basuma on was the right call as well. He impacted the game really well. And obviously, our two subs linked for the winner. So overall... I think he managed the game well, but obviously it was against a very, very difficult Brian side, which we had some difficulty controlling that game. Yeah, 
All right. Well, that is. And also, our... we didn't mention Hoybier, uh, who I thought had a terrible cameo. Yeah, I, I thought he was really ben, bad. Ben Davis both came on at the same time. I don't think either uh, did much, to be honest. I think Hoybier had a really bad cameo. I was really frustrated with him. What he, don't you think he did well? I don't think. I think he was very um, careless with the ball. I don't think he was. He comes on to be aggressive. I don't think he was uh, as aggressive as he should have been. And I just think he looked a bit re- a bit reckless at times, which was quite frustrating to see. It's a weird one with Hoybier because I feel like when he starts games, sometimes you see those traits in him. And then when he comes on late in games to impact, I feel like he usually does well. But yesterday just wasn't that case, was mm-hmm. it? I, don't, I didn't like his cameo. Um, but look, that is our player ratings for the 2-1 win against Brighton. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 